Containing that building. Max, you and Henry, put out the other smaller fires. That leaves us with about 15 men to try to save the horses in the big barn. Lady, is there anyone inside the big barn? No, officer. Ain't no one in there but horses. My horse is in the side, too. Can you see if you can get my horse out? Please, officer. Best he's always done have in this world. I'll do my best to try to save your horse, ma'am. But I can't promise you anything. Look, Dad. There's Officer Muldoon. He's been to our school before to talk about police work and safety. It looks like he's helping the firemen. Yes, honey. I know him, too, and he loves the Lord. Let's stand back, though, so the firemen can do their work. Mr. Matthews, thanks for letting me come. Our neighbor's horse is inside the big barn. Maybe Officer Muldoon will be able to save him. Dad, why are the firemen dressed in those suits with the masks? Lizzie, honey, the firemen are all dressed in their protective gear with oxygen masks so they don't breathe the smoke, which is very dangerous. And the special suits they're wearing keep them from being burned. Mr. Matthews, are there any people in the barn or just horses? Thankfully, Wolfgang, there are only horses inside. The men got out quickly. Did the firemen save Wolfie Widget's neighbor's horse? Well, they tried, Lizzie. But unfortunately, when they tried to go back in, the flames and the smoke were so intense they had to come back out. Officer Muldoon, give us a report. Should have made sure there are no people inside by asking bystanders. I've just found a door in the rear of the stable. I'm trying to get inside. Officer Muldoon, have you managed to get any horses out? Sir, I wish with all my heart that I could say yes. But the fire is so fierce, I'm being forced back into the street. Over and out, Officer Muldoon. Keep us posted. Fireman Joe, see if you and your men can get these horses out. 
With a wet cloth to wipe your eyes. You aren't wearing a mask. Your eyes are watering. And I'm sure burning. And you've got soot all over your uniform. Come on, men. The surveillance is key. Yes, sir, Lieutenant Joe. Lead us in. Why are the horses whining? Lizzie, the poor horses inside are terrified by the smoke and flames. They don't know what to do. Look, Mr. Matthews, the firemen are coming back out of the big barn, one by one. Look, Dad, that poor brave fireman fell down. He must be exhausted, Lizzie. Wow, he's kept away ashy, and his suit was so hot, it's steamy. Why is he holding his head in his hands? Did he hurt his head? I think he's crying, Dad. You're right, Lizzie. He's crying because all the firemen's efforts have failed. The smoke in the fire is so intense that they're unable to save even one horse alive. Oh, my poor, poor Bessie! What will I ever do? Man, I'm really sorry about your horse. You look really tired. Why don't you get some rest and meet at the G-South in the morning? I know you would love to have you come to our Bible study. Oh, Sugar, such a sweetheart. Thank you. I've heard of the G's, but I done thought the Bible said you kids. Tell them I'm Mrs. Bowler, their neighbor from across the street. Are you sure they won't mind if I done come? Of course the G's won't mind if you sit in on the neighborhood Bible study, Mrs. Bowler. Dad, can we invite Officer Muldoon, too? I don't see why not, honey. If he can make it... Last night I lay awake still hearing the neighing of those horses. I don't think I'll ever forget last night, as long as I live. The only thing I could think of as I stood outside those stables were all those souls that will be locked up in hell following Judgment Day. They will be crying out, but no one will be able to help them, like those poor animals. They will cry out for all eternity, but their cries will not be heard. Officer Muldoon, I'm reminded of Revelation 14.11 that speaks about those that will be in hell, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. What can we do to avoid this, Officer Muldoon? Lizzie, we must cry out to the Lord Jesus for mercy. Only he can save us. Only he can keep us from judgment day, when all who do not have a savior will be cast into hell. Once somebody is saved by the Lord Jesus, they are secure for all eternity. Listen to what it says in Psalm fifty fifteen, And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Officer Muldoon is correct, Lizzie. We must look only to Jesus for salvation. You know, this reminds me of the agony of the rich man in hell and the beggar found in Luke chapter 16. Good point, Mark. Peanut, could you please read Luke 16, 22 to 25? Okay, Mr. G. Luke 16, 22 through 25. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, 
and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Mr. G., what's Abraham's bosom? It's speaking about heaven, Lizzie. Can you read Revelation 21.4? Okay, Revelation 21.4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So the rich man is in hell, Mr. G? You're correct, Joey. And what was he feeling? He's really thirsty, right, Mr. G? Yes, but why is he thirsty, Wolfie? Is it because he's in hell, which is a lake of fire? Hell is described as a terrible place of fire and darkness and pain, Lizzie. Worst of all, there is no mercy there, not even a drop of mercy. Remember that in John 19.28, as Jesus was suffering for his people, he said, I thirst. Just like the rich man wanted a drop of water, and he didn't get it, right, Mr. G? Yes, because water is a picture of salvation, the water of life. Just as our memory verse explains. Wolfie, will you say our memory verse? Sure, Mr. G. Titus 3, 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now you try it, Lizzie. Sure. Okay. Titus 3, 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. What does the washing mean, Mr. G.? It means the washing away of our sins, Joey. Now Miss Smith and the girls will sing a hymn based on this verse, Titus 3, 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Not what my hands have done can save my guilty soul. Not what my toiling flesh has borne can make my spirit whole. Not what I feel or do can give me peace with God. Not Spirit free.
Well, boys and girls, we've come to the end of another program. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of our programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach of Bible Ministries International and Care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye.